Let's hit record. Yeah. Let's get so this we've going. hit record. We're recording. And we're and we're live. We're we'll live. do it live. All right. All right. Intro this thing. You're welcome. You, you do the intro. I'm thing. doing the intro. You you calm down over okay. there, bro. All right. So welcome to a special. Are we calling it in between a soda? We're we gonna. Bite? Well, we're gonna bite this thing from I think, uh, from Mike. I, I think we should. Yeah, we we need it. to take the in between episode. All right, this is an in between episode. Yeah, it's point seven five episode. All right, so this is episode zero point one uh, zero point seven five zero point seven because the intro isn't really part of the numbering. Right, we've spent too much time on this number. No. Uh, so yes, this is a special episode. Uh, by now, we've already put out the intro episode of Bangkok Podcast. Yes, we had plans to put out stuff that we'd already recorded. Um, instead. We are getting together at Chugs right now to talk about a uh, a hot button thing, not just in Miami's food and beverage community, but by now just in South Florida in general. Um, and this is the issue of uh, Will Crandall, yes, wearing uh, some controversial gear to a couple of events, and then the photos coming out and people's reaction to it. So tell a so let's um, let's preface this first by yep. saying that this is a very loaded subject for us. We've had lots of discussion, and this is actually the first time in my history we have re-recorded a podcast. Right. I think that's important to note because we we really want to do this subject justice, and we feel like it's important uh, to put out into the universe like the proper thoughts. Yeah, and, and I think it's also important to note we re-recorded not because something was said that you didn't want to say right. or because we omitted something. I think it was just we really wanted it to flow well because we don't want people to be turned off. Right. We, we want to make sure this gets some traction because it is important. Uh, and we hope, you know, uh, that this adds to the conversation rather than just being more noise, which, you know, uh, you've mentioned a lot that you want to not contribute to noise. We want no, to, we'd to like to silence thing. the noise. Right. But we'd like to talk about the topic. So, so let's go. Let's right, talk so, about the topic. So let's start with what happened. So two weeks ago, I received a text from someone saying, hey, I heard Will Crandall was wearing... Proud Boys gear. And Will Crandall, by the way, is? Will Crandall uh, is the former chef de cuisine of Strip Steak, a Michael Mina restaurant in the Fountain Blue. And uh, he has been a figure in the food and beverage community of South Florida for a long time. Um, he was the chef at Izzy's, Azul. I mean, Will has definitely been around the block. And um, many he has many, many friends, acquaintances, people he knows, people that know him. Uh, people that he's cooked for, people that have cooked for him. So uh, that's why this subject has been quite quite the subject. Right. So he was at a couple of events. Right. So it, it goes back to Duck Duck Goose, which is a, a yearly event held by uh, Jeremiah. And um, someone mentioned to me that he was wearing a Proud Boys shirt. And at that time, uh, my initial response was, who is that? And um, that's what kind of spiraled lots of research and thought and all kinds of stuff. So um, that same day, a fake Instagram account uh, was created to call Will out. And at that time, they tagged, you know. And when we say fake, more like anonymous. Like somebody wanted to yeah, call him out. Without, yeah, an anonymous. Fake is a bad word. Like not so, impersonating somebody, right, but yeah. Uh, an anonymous Instagram account uh, calling Will out and then tagging, of course, every news outlet possible and tagging uh, Will's employer um, and tagging Will's direct boss, which is Michael Mina. Um, and then from there, the fallout was pretty quick. Uh, on May 30th, a 
article was written by Zach Faganson. Uh, that was titled, Why is one of Miami's top chefs wearing an anti-immigrant, neo-fascist, proud boys apparel? Question mark. Uh, that article dives into who Will Crandall is, uh, the event that he was at, and the actual attire that he was wearing. At that time, at that point in time, there was no photograph of Will wearing any of this. It was just uh, people saying it. Yeah. Uh, people were saying that they were upset. And at that time, I was still kind of diving into what what is all of this? Who are the Proud Boys? Um so the article came out, and obviously the um, what came of that was a lot of, you know, texts and conversations and phone calls and what does this mean? Who are these people? Um, and is Will a neo-fascist? Is he anti-immigrant? Is he a racist? Is he any of these things? And these were a lot of questions that people were asking. And really, everyone at that point was already wondering, well, Will is a chef that uh, manages plenty of... Can we cut here real quick? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I got it. No, that's all right. K-Bola. Yeah, so we're just coming back from a, a phone call break. Yeah. All right. So uh, with the anonymous... Um, yeah, anonymous Twitter account that was calling him out, uh, tags a bunch of media. Right. So then on May 30th, we get the article from Zach Faganson. Uh, why is one of Miami's top chefs wearing an anti-immigrant, neo-fascist, Proud Boys apparel, question mark. And then is when things really started to spiral pretty hard. And by spiral, I mean, you know, the conversation came to the forefront. And then the the question that I posed to myself, everyone was posing to themselves, which was, who are the Proud Boys? And at that point, when this article came out... Um, the idea of him wearing the shirt was all hearsay. Um, nobody, right. at least nobody that I spoke to had actually seen um, him wearing the apparel. Uh, later, it did come out that he was wearing a Proud Boys hat and a, since then deleted Instagram post. And wearing um, it fairly publicly, right? I mean, he, he wasn't very, necessarily very hiding public. that he was wearing it. Right. Um, which led to a lot of the anger issues uh, that people are having, which is how could he do this? Um, fast forward to June 1st, uh, another article was written, which is titled Fountain Blue Strip Steak Chef Resigns After He Was Seen Wearing Proud Boys Gear. I do personally believe that the second article was much. Um, I do think that there that was... The second a, article was... It was a little much. Okay. I think at that point, you know... Um, kind of the writing was on the wall and I think the original article just needed an update which it does have um, titled at this one that I have printed out in front of me which is update 6119 William Crandall has resigned from his position as chef de cuisine of strip steak according to the hotel spokesman Larry Carino of Bressman and Carino so I don't know um, that uh, kind of leads us to where we're where we are now and right. why we are doing a podcast about this um, so one thing that we wanted to get into, and there's still, uh, tell me if you, if you don't think this is the best way to phrase it, but you know, you mentioned a lot of people were thinking, who are the proud boys? Um, 
But there, I don't know that everyone was thinking that. There were people who certainly had, a, or at least felt, whether they were right or wrong, right. that they had a good sense of who the Proud Boys were well, th- or this, are. This is another conversation that we've had. Uh, <clears throat> you and I. Yeah, off air several times. Yeah. Which is, you know, the loose terminology of what this uh, fraternity or group or... Whatever it is. Whatever they want to consider themselves, like what, what they really stand for. Right. And, you know, loose terminology... I think you could speak to that better, which is like standing for Western morality, immigration reform, um, saying that we're full. Uh, you know, this was loosely headed up by Gavin McInnes, correct? Right. Which was, is uh, one of the founders of Vice. One of the founders of Vice, which calls himself a provocateur. Right. Right. Um, that right now says he is not affiliated with group because of some legal battle that is currently happening. Right. Um Really, still, after a lot of research and what this goes into, I'm not still totally sure what this group stands for. They stand to me; they sound like a bunch of Twitter trolls that are childish and um, pretty ridiculous uh, in their stances and ideology, and especially in the apparel that they wear. Something else that I've mentioned several times is that with a group like this that is so loosely put together, if put together at all. What the upper 5% say they stand for is not, I think, reverberated within the other 95%, which is since there is no structure and really there is no stance, uh, they all kind of take what they want with it and run with it. Right. Which is, hey, this one could be a racist. Hey, this one could be a neo-Nazi. Hey, this one could just believe in immigration reform. Hey, this one could just believe in Donald Trump. Hey, this one just likes the hat. Hey, this one just likes the shirt. I think a lot of it is very loose. And um, for for one, I, I don't believe in any of those things. And I don't uh, I don't like these people because I don't like trolls and I don't like kind of the rhetoric that they use, a lot of them. Sure. Um, but at the same time, part of being in America is allowing everyone the opportunity to speak their mind. And I think that's uh, another thing and topic entirely. Right. But, you know, um, I think that leads us to the conversation within the community and the people. and um, Right, and the conversation about, you know, how, how you uh, weigh the question of, what or who are the Proud Boys, how important is that? And then what weight do you give to, regardless of what it is, what is the perception of the Proud Boys and whatever it is they have to say? I would say, candidly, I would never wear any apparel or anything that stands for anything of that group in my life ever, right? Right. I also wouldn't put on a piece of clothing that represents a brand that I don't know entirely what it means. Right. And, you know, um, I wear as a uniform daily seven branded T-shirts. Each one of those brands are something that I believe in and that I would fight for vigorously. Not only that, but, and I don't know about what the seven are, I don't know that I could rattle them off, but I'm sure at least some of them, uh, I know at least some of them, are... Not only that you believe in them, but you're in control of them and you right. own them. And so you, right. there is no dispute. Like you are the ultimate source on what they stand for. So if someone comes to me and I had this conversation while I was at the time on market the other day and I was like, I wear a Chugs shirt when I go there on purpose because I want to spark that conversation. 
What is that? What can you explain that to me? I'm 100% prepared to have that conversation. And I think um, what we've really seen is that Will was wearing clothing and a brand that he wasn't totally prepared to have that conversation about. Right. So if Will is any of the things that people are saying that he is, right, which in these articles are saying that he represents anti-immigration or a neo-fascist group, then... I'm comfortable saying that those guys are Nazis. Huh? I'm comfortable saying those guys are Nazis that just drove by. Uh, those those guys that just rode by, I'm gonna, I'm I'm annoyed enough that I'm going to go ahead and say they're Nazis. Yeah. Well, that's presumption. <laughs> but I'd, I'd like for them to tell me that. Yeah. And I think, you know, Will's only comment or very few comments that I've read, uh, which you give me a second, I can sure, find Sure, sure, sure. We're currently flipping. This is a very responsible podcast. We're currently this flipping This is the most pages. responsible podcast I think we've ever done. For sure. To be honest. This it is Never has uh, there been this much documentation on ever. the tables. Like we have like highlighters oh, and man. there's stuff. There's a notebook So involved. one of Will's comments is, I thought it was a Trump group and I thought it would be more discreet than wearing a MAGA hat so I don't get beat up in public. Will then said, I'm not a hateful person, and I've never said a hateful thing about anyone in this business. I'm not, and I would never support anything homophobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic, or anything that promotes hate. Right. Now, anyone that has had a conversation with Will Crandall knows that he's very well-spoken, and this does sound like something that Will would say. It sounds very calculated. It doesn't sound emotional. It sounds like... He was. He thought this comment through, and he very much said it on purpose. And when when you say that, and and this is a comment that you're making that because I I don't know Will right, and so I, I think th- it's also important important to point out my relationship with Will Crandall. Okay. Um, we, I, I do want to come back to the comment that you just made about yeah, yeah. we uh, we 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 conducted a podcast with Will Crandall on Tea Time. Um, tea Time with tea Mike time and Mike, with which, Mike and Mike, despite its hiatus, is worth going and checking out. Right. Um, we spoke to Will for two and a half hours. Um, in those two and a half hours, we had very intelligent conversation about a lot of things. Uh, this was before Will had a baby. Um, we talked about Will's car. We talked about Will's food. We talked about Will like his likes and dislikes about food. We never got into politics. Um, you know, and we spoke for two and a half hours. Myself, Mike Ortiz from Jojo T and Will. Is it fair to say you enjoyed the conversation? I did enjoy the conversation. Okay. And that's why in my, uh, and anyone who knows me knows that I'm a very emotional person and I'm not trying to bring emotion into this conversation at all whatsoever. But as I sat there on that Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, really digesting all this information, I was entirely emotional and I was pretty hurt and I didn't know where to stick my emotions because I was thinking the entire time I've had coffee with Will. I've talked to Will was someone that is a racist was someone that is a neo-Nazi supporter or sympathizer sitting across the table from me? Is that person someone that I had conversation with and the entire time had me fooled? That is part of, I think that's where a lot of the anger lies for the community. And I think that's where a lot of the uh, confusion lies for the community. And I think that's why this is such a conversation right now. And I had conversations with plenty of people that, more than anything, there was a couple of uh, comments that stood out to me. One was, who the fuck are the Proud Boys? That was one. 
right? right? And then diving into understanding who these people really are. The other was, can Will really think these things? Did Will really not like me? That was the other thing. And lastly was people that were entirely in this group of when Will resigned from his post, people that know him, people that know his wife and his family and people that have known him for years I were saying, I feel for you, but I can't stand with you here. I could never stand with you. I feel for you because we're all human beings and we're emotionally attached to someone that we, many of which called more than an acquaintance, an acquaintance, a friend, a peer. So we were all confused and we were all hurt, right? Um, so I, I think the the overlying was confusion. Sure. Emotional confusion. And maybe still is. And no, I mean, 100% still is. No yeah. one is like just drawing a line in the sand and saying, you're standing over there and we're standing over here. Well, when, somebody maybe. They're, yeah. People who are writing headlines calling him a neo-fascist yeah, are. Yeah, which, listen, we, you and I have different opinions about this article. I do think that everything in the first article was a matter of fact and just very, like, factual. Things that were said, things that happened. I thought the second article was too much. Okay. But I do think that there was no emotion in this one. Okay. You know? Um, there are people putting that line in the sand then. I, I guess you're right. But... From a lot of the people that I've spoken to and people that I, you know, when, when I'm emotional about a subject, I go to people that we are like-minded and I have conversations to know, am I wrong here? Am I like, am I an outlier? And everyone is just being the same thing. We are confused and we are hurt by this idea, you know? Now, Will hasn't come out and said that he is for anything thing the proud boys stand for right so uh, and sorry before we get into uh where will stands and what we know and don't know uh I, I, this is more my curiosity and i wonder whether people who are listening to this will have the same question because sometimes when when someone's words are described as calculated and deliberate right there are sometimes undertones of like oh and he's being calculated so as On to purpose. like mislead right or is it just that's so for example people tell me all the time that I sound and I write like I've considered my words carefully because I have, but that's because I want to make absolutely sure I'm a little neurotic about making sure that I'm saying what I mean and right. not misspeaking, which obviously everybody does, and I do. But I end up communicating in a way that makes it sound like I'm choosing my words very carefully sure. a lot of the time. So sure. is that is that what you mean? Like that's just the kind of duty I don't, is? I like, or, well, <laughs> or did you get the sense from that and sitting across from like, oh, this guy's like trying to manipulate something here? I usually would be on that side of the aisle saying, well, somebody wrote this for you. You're okay. reading it. This is fake. But I've had enough conversations with Will to know that's just the way Will talks. So what you mean is this doesn't sound like he has some PR person writing it for him. No. Or if he does, it's at least in line with the way he would speak. Yes. Okay. I, I do believe that. I like, You know, I, I've had more than one conversation. I've had more than ten conversations with him. And I know that the way that he comes across. And he comes across calculated and in intelligent. You know what I mean? And that's why that this entire subject to me is confusing. Because right. if he really understood what any of this stands for, at least perception-wise, right. and I'm not going to dive into what it really stands for because, to me, these people don't matter. Like, I don't, I don't want them to be my friends. I don't support them. But perception is they are these things, anti-immigrant, neo-Nazis, or fascists. Some people's perception. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
then, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to align yourself with them. It almost would make more sense to wear a MAGA hat because no one's going to crucify you for your political stance. At least I don't believe so. Okay. In, in our, I think in our circles, and um, I'll, I'll go to something else that someone else wrote, which was Mike Parolo. Uh, he's the owner and chef of Machiolina. And I'll just, I'll pseudo phrase what he said, which was, you know, he's known Will for a while. He's uh, more than an acquaintance and that everyone knows that Will stands very much with his political views. And that's totally fine. 100%. People do find it hard to believe that he doesn't know that what the perception of this group is. And people are having a hard time swallowing the fact that you wearing this propaganda isn't a very subtle middle finger to the multicultural community that we call food and beverage. Okay. That is me paraphrasing what he said. Sure. And I thought that that was one of the most well put things anyone has written about this. Okay. Because I think uh, Mike Parolo kind of put in a small paragraph what a lot of people were thinking, you know? Um, Because that's kind of what I thought. Uh, I agreed with that 100%. I was like, fuck, I wish I could have written that or put that, you know, into words because that's exactly how I was feeling. Confused and just a little like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Um, So on on that issue of the the confusion, and and let me know if you had something that you were about to get into, but uh, this is kind of, it's connected. Um, You know, one thing that where I think in in the a lot of conversation that you and I have had about this where we I think agree most strongly is about after the fact after the war the war the shitty war and was photographed where he was photographed and and all the rest where Will's error was in terms of or has, it continues to be in terms of the staying silent and I imagine he's being advised to stay silent uh, but at least in the in the broad uh, sense of his like I don't know, his role in the community, his, his uh, you know, addressing the way he's perceived, his engaging in the conversation. I think you and I agree very much that his mistake was assuming that the, that the shirt wasn't the beginning of conversation. Right. And, and then not being prepared to engage in that. Talk a little bit about how you, regardless of any value judgments about whether he's right or wrong about this or that, he seems to at least be making the argument mm-hmm. that he's being misrepresented. Sure. But I want to hear that argument more. Right. And that's where he's made the mistake because he's, I mean, these there, there's, we're, we're, we're sitting here a couple of does smoking cigars in an empty courtyard. Putting which out was a podcast, full later. Which was, right. Well, yeah, earlier it was the, full the restaurant's same. been closed for about, a, for, for close to an hour. Um so, uh, but we're, we're here recording a podcast right? that's going to go out into the world. And we could just, and you're referring to people who wrote things, they wrote them in social media and sure. people know. So his mistake, I think, uh, setting aside whatever strategy he might be employing with his job prospects, which is not a thing, you know, in the real world to neglect because you've got a wife and you've, I don't know if he's got kids, but, um, that, so that's a real concern. But in terms of just the debate he has removed himself. Mm. And when you remove yourself, yes, I, I can sympathize if you're being mischaracterized, but you also, it, it becomes a little harder to to sympathize with that when you make it so that you're not responding. Well, 
there's two trains of thought, right? You can get ahead of it and you can get in front of it and you could really talk about your stance or you could let the fire die down. And I, I think that, you know, like whoever is giving him any kind of uh, consultation or whatever could very well be saying that. And oh, but I don't. But I don't mean in terms of his, in terms of the strategy of where he ends up. I just mean in terms of, in, in the very broad sense of how we all relate to one another. Mm-hmm. To remove yourself from the conversation doesn't really uh, move anybody forward, right? Right. Because then you've you, you, there's no longer that like adversarial push and pull that might lead us to somewhere productive. Right. And he's taken himself out of that math. Yeah, and also. You know, the ending quote here, which is a shitty fucking ending quote in this article, is, I made a mistake, and I'm sorry, he said. You'll never see me in anything in public again other than a Greg Norman shirt. That didn't help the cause either. Because, you know, whether you want to talk about the way Zach wrote this or the way people perceive that comment is like, well, are you making light of what people are taking very fucking seriously? And that's, again, it's it how you that. write it in context, right? right. It could be. That. It could also be, I'm freaked the fuck out, and I'll um, never make a statement about anything again. Which which could also be very well true, but I think in today's world, you know, like, the art of conversation and discussion is completely lost. And Absolutely. That's, and yeah. that's something that I very much stand behind. And, again, let's talk about society and conversation. Let's talk about uh, people's perception and what people think is right or wrong you know uh will made a huge mistake i think you know and and again he made a mistake in something that i personal personally would never make that decision to wear that right right he also made a mistake in what we say we are saying is he's not ready to talk about why he wore it right but i also think what is accepted right and just this is me being a cuban-american Right. We go, we've had this Che Guevara conversation a million times. How widely accepted is it to wear a Che Guevara t-shirt because Jay-Z wears it, right? But it's, it, it's totally okay. Never mind accepted. How many, how many Cuban Americans who will tell you that they're as offended by Che Guevara as they are by the Proud Boys are paying for Jay-Z tickets? That's even a deeper cut to the problem. You know what I mean? And it's just like the society, it's what society accepts, right? We're accepting it because Jay-Z is who Jay-Z is. And there's plenty of others. I'm not just calling Jay-Z out, but there's plenty of others. Uh, it's not like Jay-Z listens to this. Maybe he does. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he's heard the intro episode <laughs> 20 times by now. But what, what I am trying to get at is why is that acceptable and why is there not an article about people wearing that T-shirt? Right. You're talking about a a, a tyrant. You're talking about someone who killed thousands tens of thousands of people and then when you say that people refer the motorcycle diaries what i'm so fucking i'm still so this this what this is one of the underliers of this whole thing that confuses me more than anything why is that okay it's not fucking okay so whoever's listening to this if you have the shirt burn it because it's not okay but you know what i'm saying it's not okay to wear the proud boy shit either unless you're ready to talk about the conversation now in that light there's a guy i played college football with his name is idris karoma Okay, Um, Idris is who he is, and I love him dearly. He very much stands behind what Che Guevara stood for. And we've had throw down like conversations that almost go to actual like physical fighting. I mean, I've known the guy since college, but he stands behind them 100 percent. But Idris is ready to have that conversation. Right. And there's a lot to respect there. And I. 
and I 100% respect him for that. Yeah. I do not agree with him, nor will I ever, and I will never say what he's saying is right, but I do respect the fact that in this country and in the world, you have, you have the ability to tell me your side, and people have lost that. Let me tell you my side, and I want you to tell me yours. And just because you, you know, like, and again, unless you stand for some of these things that I find 100% morally wrong, sure, then... You know, we can have a discussion. Right. You know, we can have a discussion. Right, because Idris, I imagine, is not a Che Guevara fan because of Che Guevara's views on uh, on the racial inferiority of Native Mexicans. No. That's not his point. And so you end up figuring out where he's coming from, and you think, I'll, okay, I think you're ignoring some shit that's convenient, but I get that, how you get what you get. A lot of that conversation, just as a subplot in the larger subject, was he stood up to the man. Right. That was it. Yeah. He stood up to the man. He didn't let them push him around. Man, get the fuck. Man, he was the he was the man. He was a, he was yeah, a step down yeah. from the man. He now was the second banana man. But that's was, a whole separate thing. We could do a check out an episode some yeah, other time. Yeah, for sure. But what I'm saying is, and really the t- the whole point of that is, why is that acceptable? Right. Why aren't we writing articles about that? Because I've seen some really prominent people. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick wore that shirt, right? Right. And Armando Salguero like called him out. Not everyone loves Armando. I agreed with him. I thought he was right. He deserved to be fucking called out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't think that Kaepernick got what should have been blackballed from the NFL, but I believe that for that subject of wearing that T-shirt, he deserved to be called out. So here's a question: So Kaepernick didn't deserve to be blackballed from the NFL. Does someone like Will deserve to be blackballed from the food industry? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, but that's a, that's a larger subject. Are we going to stop this guy from creating a livelihood for his family? Are are we are we too good to say that we forgive someone? Right. No, we're not. Nobody is, because everyone fucks up. Do I agree with what Will did? No. Would I ever do it? No. Do I agree with this group and their trolling tactics and the bunch of fucking... No, I don't. Right, right, right. But I do believe that people deserve forgiveness, and I think that's a larger subject, too. Yeah. And okay, I mean? So let's kind of round that, that portion of it out. And my personal view is... I guess my view uh, is that it doesn't require the other person's participation. I can forgive somebody regardless of whether they're asking for it, but it makes it a lot easier if they're, never mind asking for it, just participating and engaging, right? If you're going right. to retreat, it's harder for me to get there, even if I know I should get there, even if I feel like I'm going to take the, you know, the very Jesus-y stance of, like, I'm going to forgive everything, whatever. Right. As a human being, it's easier for me to get there if you're sitting across from me and you're sure. engaging with me. And, like, this, uh, this Idris guy. Right. If if you got, and I imagine that a lot of the people who are pissed about Will, again without knowing them, but I'm assuming the good in a lot of these people, if they had a Will sitting across from them and they had that same a, a, an analogous conversation like what you had with Idris, right, where they're hearing from him, and they've at least gotten to the point where, okay, I'm not gonna, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna attribute. Uh, malice to this guy when I can just attribute stupidity or confusion to him. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's there's opportunity for redemption there, and I think that it's probably important for, for Will to participate in that. Um, so uh, what we wanted to, to get into next here is, uh, well, we've talked a little bit about what is the standard, because that's sort of where the Che conversation comes yeah. in. So we'll just jump to what to do about it, and that's sort of where we'll, where we'll end. Um, I'll let you kick that off, because... I think what we do about it now is uh, having a conversation is important. Sure. And this conversation is important. And I think to for people to air out their 
emotions and to let it out into the world and to just not be scared of how people perceive you. Uh, I, I remember a couple times this week when I had conversations with some people that I really do admire and trust and they were like, you know, Mike, maybe it's better to just let it go. Right. Um, I disagreed. And there's another, uh, line, um, in the second article that was written that was said by another local chef that he said, I think it is a really bad idea to take a political stance, no matter what side you're on. I think he knows he made a serious miscalculation, but I also think there is a social justice war. There are social justice warriors willing to take people down. It's kind of a scary thing these days. Um, it's also uh, goes on and there's more, which I don't know where that quote is, which is saying that we shouldn't be open about what we think or what we feel and to really to just go back to uh, our profession and what we do for a living. Right. And I'd have to say that is a grave mistake because if we live in a world of robots that just go by the company line and no one is saying what they really think <laughs> or willing to have a conversation about stuff, then where are we really as a society? Right. We're totally fucking lost. Yeah. Because the only way that we learn and we move forward is by conversation. And participating. Participating. And I think participation is big. I don't think um, Will will be participating in any kind of conversations anytime soon. I do openly invite Will to talk to me or anyone else on the record or off the record about whatever. Because I want to know more. And I think that's... I think that's where we go from here. Okay. And where we go from here is to be open to the conversation and not to be so close-minded. I think Will made a huge mistake. I would never make the mistake myself. Uh, I know plenty of other people that wouldn't make that mistake. Um, but I also think that we need to be a little more aware of what's happening in the world. Right. And like what this shit really means. Um, and you know, what Will means. Right? What Will means. Ultimately, we're talking about this one guy. Right. In in some ways. Uh, Richard, do you want to wrap it up there? I don't know. I don't know. And this is kind of like why we re-recorded this entire right. thing, which is because <laughs> uh, have we said everything that needs to be said? You know, do we feel like we touched enough points? You know, the one quote that stood out to me the most uh, by someone I respect dearly was, you know, I feel for you, but I can't stand in solidarity with you which shows a human side and it shows like caring and confusion and emotion. And really at the end of the day, we're not all robots. We have these feelings and we should be totally okay with saying them. Um, so maybe that's where we leave it. Okay. So again, we're here. Uh, this is Bangkok podcast. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. All right, so I'm just going to do – I'll do the shameless plugging so you don't have to stoop to that level. <laughs> uh, so this is Bangkok Podcast. We're here with uh, with Mike Beltran, Chef Mike I, – I still don't know whether when there's a microphone in front of my face, I should say Chef Mike Beltran. Chef – whatever, Mike Beltran. Mike? Should yeah. I say Michael? Chef, I don't know. I feel like when, when the, people call me by my sandwich. full name, I feel like my mother is talking to me, mm. and I get a little worried. That's weird. 
Yeah. All right, so I'm not going to do that. Then. <laughs> so we're here with uh, we're here with Mike Beltran. I'll leave it at that. Um, you're you're pig ink on all the things. Yeah, on all um, the stuff. On all the stuff. And Bancom Podcast is at Bancom Podcast on all the stuff. Um, follow. Fo- yeah, follow all those things. Sub- follow. Yeah, fo- follow all of them. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. We are uh, on Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Coming soon on Apple. Maybe already on Apple and um, and Spotify. And then I'll also throw out, because I think people will have maybe things to say here, and I don't want them blowing up your inbox unnecessarily. Uh, I will pass along all the things that are not spammy. Uh, oh. But you can uh, write to us at Podcast at dadmag.com. That's D-A-D-E-M-A-G.com. Podcast at dadmag.com. Uh, and then I would also say that's also if he happens to hear it, which frankly, if I was in his position, I'd want to hear this. If, if I knew this was out there, if Will is listening to this, uh, I imagine he's got your information. But this he does. Is, but this is another. This is the thing that I'm. You know, you can also get in touch with me if you'd rather. You know, facilitate it that way, uh, and I'll I'll be on those emails as well uh, and pass along whatever you want passed along. So um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's where we'll leave it uh, with all that stuff. And I'm sure this is not the last time that we'll touch on this subject. So, no, won't be the last time. I don't won't think. be the last time. Uh, the next episode is going to be a lot lighter, yeah. uh, and I think that's the one where we were uh, we recorded as before you had actually opened chugs. So there's a lot there about oh, like, yeah? what you were going through at the time, which is pretty oh. cool. So uh, if you need a palate cleanser from all this heavy shit, yeah, pl- uh, palate cleanser, around intermezzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen to that one. <laughs> Get yourself a granita. Let then go back to this one. And, you know, we're going to go into a lot lighter subjects. We're going to go into have some heavy stuff. I um, I do want to say I miss Mike Ortiz dearly. And I, I'd love to know his thoughts on this. And maybe we can one day ask him very soon. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Come back, Mike. <laughs> All right, man. That's it. Get out of here. Go do that. That's